This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. I'm Bob Brill. He's Eric Kramer. Welcome to Kramer and Brill, a fantasy football podcast. From me, you get 50 years of knowledge playing fantasy sports. From Eric, you get the kind of insight you can only get from a guy who's been a top player on the NFL stage. A player with a, qu- a quarterback with the Bears, the Lions, the Chargers. He's been there. He lends his firsthand knowledge to the things you need to guide your fantasy team to victory. Now, you can find us on the Radio.com mobile app, iTunes, Stitcher, Libsum, and wherever you get your podcasts. The easiest way, perhaps, just go to our website, KramerandBrill.com. And the podcasts are listed right on the podcast page. You can find the older ones and the new ones, whatever you want to do. Or you can find them by clicking at the top of the home page. Just check it out. It'll take you right to the current one and all the others as well. KramerandBrill.com. So let me introduce to you my friend, my colleague, and co-host, Eric Kramer. And we have week 13 in the books. Let the playoffs begin. Hopefully, some of us are in them. I'm in them. I'm in them in one oh, league boy. and not in the other. So uh, let's take a look at how we did uh, as the playoffs begin. For most leagues, this is the week that you begin your playoff run. And uh, for most leagues, it's either going to be two. If you have a lot of teams, it's going to be at least three. And uh, that's usually where it ends up. Uh, uh, and and it's, it's the fun time of the year. It's the thing we all kind of kind of do. Uh, you know, in my keeper league, uh, we put seven out of the 14 teams in the playoffs. I ended up um, with third best uh, in the league with a 9-4 and four record, so I was happy about that. Uh, uh, it was a big day for big players, uh, you know, stepping up to and the little guys, making things happen. Big guys who did well uh, for the weekend, Aaron Rodgers, Jared Goff, Car- uh, Carson Wentz, Deshaun Watson, Tom Brady, uh, Kenny Galladay, Alshon Jeffrey, Robert Woods, and Derrick Henry. Little guys who stepped up to make big contributions, Duck Hodges, James White, Devonta Parker, David Blau, uh, Darius Geis, uh, Raheem uh, Mostert, uh, Tyler Higby, uh, Anthony Miller, and Drew Locke. Now, other big players who didn't fare well included Matt Ryan, Jimmy Garoppolo, Jameis Winston, Alvin Kamara, Le'Veon Bell, Josh Jacobs, Tyreek Hill, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Nick Chubb, Mark Ingram, Manuel Sanders, all those guys, Tariq Cohen, Aaron Jones, and Kyler Murray. Those are all players hopefully you shied away from. So let's get to right how, how we did for you. Guys we liked who paid off were Aaron Rodgers, 243 and four touchdowns. Jared Goff, 424. Mitch Trubisky, uh, the guy from the Bears. Yeah. <laughs> Booyah. 338 and three touchdowns. Carson Wentz at Miami. We were sold on. I said you go out and get him. I actually started him. 310 yards, three touchdowns, and a shocking loss, by the way. We like Galladay for 458. Uh, touch, uh, oh, he was solid. Uh, Josh Allen was good, 231 and a score. Lamar Jackson we liked over the Niners. And aside from a light passing day, he did rush for 101 and a touchdown. Derrick Henry was solid again, 149 and a touchdown. Eric liked uh, Anthony Miller and Allen Robinson with the Bears, and they combined for 17 catches, over 200 yards, and a score. Good for you, boy. Look at that. Yeah. I like the return of Andy Dalton. Just predicted a first Bengals win. Guess what? Both were solid, and they beat the Jets with Dalton passing for 243 and a touchdown. I liked it. Uh, I like Miles I'm Sanders. Sure yeah, even though I don't like the, <laughs> the Bengals. <laughs> I like Miles Sanders, 83 on the ground, five catches, and a touchdown were solid. James Washington had another good day. 
four and 111 and a score. Jack Doyle stepped up for six and a score on 73 yards. Devin Singletary, you really liked. Devin uh, D.D. Westbrook, Daniel Jones, Fournette, Ridley, Amari Cooper, Curtis Samuel, and Russell Gage, all guys we liked and all came through for you. Now, we said to lay off Barkley, uh, Sequan Barkley, Matt Ryan, Mel Gordon, Jimmy Garoppolo, Sam Darnold, and Devonta Freeman. And we were right on the money there pretty much. Uh, we were really uh, actually very good on that one. So, uh, surprises and uh, disappointments for you? Well, huge surprise, by the way. All first game, all year long, Mitchell Trubisky played well from start to finish. Really ended the game in his first game-winning drive that I can remember. And threw it to David Montgomery, who you've been pumping up all year yeah. long, is to be a breakout running back. Finally, he came through this game as your Trubisky and and. To even go back to your Steelers, the fact that they won against the Browns, I think, was, you know, uh, fitting in the fact that the Browns obviously beat them a couple weeks ago. Right. And uh, and then they answered back and, I think, had a solid play out of uh, Hodges, a quarterback. And I think uh, Benny Snell ran the ball fantastic. And most importantly, I think their defense came through, caused a fumble, had an interception, sacked Mayfield five times. And uh, one thing I didn't know, that going into this game, the Browns were the NFL's most penalized team. So they're kind of turning into what their old Raiders used to be. Um, and uh, I think that's, you know, unfortunate for them because their season has kind of crumbled apart um, over these last several weeks. Uh, I was impressed also with Daniel Jones. Even though they lost to the Packers, I think he and the Giants and, uh, well, he in, he in particular for the Giants, played well in in spite of the bad elements and a tough defense what the Packers showed uh Daniel Jones played tough and uh you know uh, I think with a lot of poise throughout the entire game even at the end of the game um I was also impressed with Jameis Winston's performance in that you know throughout his career he's been I think giving away a lot of games in this game he had a chance to do that uh the the game did not get off well for him because he got sacked early, but then he continued to make good reads, uh, made tasteful decisions, I thought, for the most part, was an accurate passer, came through on a lot of big plays, and most importantly, allowed his defense to assert itself against Nick Foles and Gardner Minshew of the Jaguars, in which, really, I thought the defense for the Buccaneers won that game. And uh, one thing I thought, too, is watching some of these games, has Ryan Tannehill now done enough to be the Titans franchise QB of the future. I think so far he's made all the right moves and has got them now contending for a playoff spot. Uh, I was obviously surprised you weren't, but I was surprised that the Bengals and Andy Dalton got their first win against the Jets, who up until then had been playing well over the last few weeks. Mm -hmm. And the Bengals' defense, I thought, really stepped up well. They had four sacks of uh, Sam Darnold. You know, Dwayne Haskins, Everybody all year long and first at the beginning of the year was asking, why isn't he playing now that the Redskins are losing? Well, now that he is playing, they did win, but I'm not sure he did really enough to solidify, you know, his future with the Redskins. Not that he's going to get cut, but is he the Redskins franchise quarterback that they think they were getting when they drafted him? I'm saying no, because I think this Panthers win was really in spite of Dwayne Haskins at quarterback. He did not have a good game throwing the ball, and this win was more a result of Geis and Peterson running the ball and the Redskins getting seven sacks on Kyle Allen. 
So I think, uh, you know, overall it was, um, you know, a good week and some, there were some surprises. Again, I think for me personally, Mitchell Trubisky playing well from start to finish was the biggest of those surprises, but uh, there certainly was a number of them across the league. Well, I know that uh, getting back to the, the Redskins, uh, the play of the quarterback play for the Washington Redskins has really, really messed up uh, what a lot of guys who were in fantasy were, were looking to have Terry McLaurin. Uh, was having a great season to start this thing yeah. off and as a rookie, and he was really, was really high on, but he's very, very pedestrian because of the quarterback play. Exactly. And it doesn't matter who's playing quarterback, right. but in this particular game, um, I can't remember who it was, but the leading receiver had 51 total yards. That's it. And Dwayne Haskins, I think, had barely over 100 yards passing the ball. Um, you know, he hit a few open receivers, but he really disappointed, I think, um, in the way he did not see several open receivers when he really should have. Did you watch the Steelers-Browns uh, game? I did not watch it start to finish. I watched. I was in and out of watching it. Uh, I watched most of the highlights of it, though. Okay. Um, my, my question is here. Did you see all the duck paraphernalia in Pittsburgh? <laughs> <laughs> it was everywhere. I, and it's, it was, I did not, but it, it doesn't surprise me. It was really with creative. Fans, right? I, 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 right. You know, it, it was the, you know the duck bills, the, the pointed duck bills, the hats, the the the. the Duckbill hats are selling all over the internet. I was looking at them yesterday, and there was that. There was the the um, the face masks, the hoodies, uh, the t-shirts. Of course, are all over the place. But every single there must have been a thousand different types of duck paraphernalia. Right. <laughs> well, great. that town has been thriving and surviving on the terrible towel now for yeah. like forty years. I so know. I think it's time. <laughs> I think it's time for a move in a different direction. If it's duck paraphernalia, so be it. Well, I I know it's a long way off. Okay, but you can can you imagine the NFL hysteria if Hodges leads the Steelers to the Super Bowl or even deep into the playoffs and as a wild card team with an undrafted quarterback and the duck being the I mean th this could actually be like the Trent Dilfer uh, qu uh, quarterback of the past you know in the Super Bowl. I think I think the fact that you are a Pittsburgh fan and even <laughs> asking that question and that it came after a win versus the Browns really let's kind of pump the brakes on this one let them get their another couple of wins first down well, the stretch and then before we go there and, and, and they've got two what should be easy games, but they're never easy for Pittsburgh, and then it's two tough games. They finish the season uh, at, at uh, playing Baltimore. And the, the good thing about that is Baltimore may have the uh, the, uh, the home team advantage sewed up field, by that. Home field, yeah. yeah so right. they, they, they could very possibly rest some of their key players, uh, which didn't happen a few years ago when uh, Andy Reid arrested his players and it kept and it, in a game uh, the uh, Steelers needed the Chiefs to win. And they didn't play anybody as starters, and they lost, and Steelers didn't make the playoffs. So, on the injury front, Atlanta Falcons wide receivers Julio Jones, Austin Hooper, Luke Stocker, Taylor Gabriel now, uh, Amari Cooper, Chester Rogers, Matt Stafford, T.Y. Hilton, Marlon Mack, Damian Williams, and Daryl Williams, Gerald Everett, uh, Kalen Balage, Adam Thielen, Ryan Izzo, Golden Tate, Jordan Howard, James Conner, Juju Smith-Schuster, Matt Breida, Paul Richardson, Trey Quinn, all 
having injury problems last week. So any of those guys that you're heading into your playoffs, you make want to make sure you have uh, probably the handcuff for those guys, the other guy on that team, so that you know uh, they're going to get some some action. Uh, trending down this week: Mason Rudolph, Matt Ryan, Le'Veon Bell, Saquon Barkley, and Melvin Gordon. Trending up are Duck Rogers, Jack Doyle. Calvin Ridley, Mitch Trubisky, James White, and Deshaun Watson. So let's go to the waiver wire and players you should be looking at this week. With Mac out, we still like Jonathan Williams. Duck Hodges will get some looks, and while he looks like an improvement over Mason Rudolph, the Steeler offense really isn't one to recommend. Benny Snell, however, is a pickup, as is possibly uh, Kareth White. Uh, look pretty decent. They're talking about him. Uh, whether he's going to get some action or not, we'll see. David Blau looked really good in Detroit. Who yes, the, he did. Who the heck even knew who he was? He's definitely well, he, He's making a lot of people know who he is now. Yeah, that's for sure. Third-string quarterback, and he's playing very well. Darius Geis uh, with 10 catches for 129 and two scores should definitely be under radar. Tampa Bay defense worth a pickup, as is a look at Raheem Mostert. Now, we've recommended him in the past, and he's still out there. And with Breed is still out and Coleman not faring well, he is someone you want heading into the playoffs. With Everett down, uh, Tyler Higby looks uh, to be back. Andy Dalton may be someone heading into uh, the playoffs for you. Uh, they're not, but uh, he looks like he might be ready to play well. And if he is, he might be the guy who leads you to a championship. With Everett down, we mentioned uh, uh, Tyler Higby. I'd if you want to take a look at a pickup for a dynasty league, Drew Locke finally got the play and the win over the Chargers and two touchdown passes makes him a late season pickup possibly. We or like maybe James- Duck Dynasty. Yeah, there you go. Uh, we like James Washington going forward. Mike Gusecki in uh, Miami is a solid player at tight end. Taysom Hill in New Orleans is someone to consider as is Patrick Laird in Miami now that Belage is out. That might be a good pickup for you heading into the playoffs. We also like Russell Gage and Jaden Graham again. Uh, take a look at Madison and uh, Minnesota, only if Cook doesn't recover from the injury, and he is supposed to recover from that injury. He should be playing this coming week, but if the waiver, war, if the uh, injury wires say he's not, then you might want to really take a real good look at uh, Madison and Minnesota. So let's get to the games on Thursday. Uh, Cowboys and Bears. Well, it's a Bears game. You take the lead. Here we go. So, hey, the the, the Bears are on a two-game winning streak. I know it's against the <laughs> ones the Giants, ones the Lions, I, but that does count. So I think the slumping Cowboys, hey, they got thumped at home on Thanksgiving Day against the Bills. So, uh, you know, uh, Jerry Jones put that uh, coaching staff on alert, yet they didn't respond. So I like the Bears' offense, especially Trubisky and Montgomery, that are now executing, and I, I love the Bears' defense. And they're coming on. I think the Bears are at home checking the weather forecast. It's going to be Thursday night, below 40 most likely, rain in the Ooh. forecast. So I like the Bears to come out on top of this game. I think Robinson and Miller receiver, they're now become frontline fantasy football starters. So I like the Bears to win this game. I don't like that cold weather. Never have. I, I And I know you as a football player love it. And I you know <laughs> pick up games I played when I was a kid. I, it was, uh, Hey, I would rather be 75 and sunny, but sometimes <laughs> it's below zero and not sunny, and you just deal with it. The Bears are coming on strong, as you mentioned. The Cowboys are kind of in a bit of a disarray, and both teams need to win heading into the playoffs. So I like the Bears here. Montgomery has come on recently, so I would start him. Trubisky looks like a quarterback, and I think he's a start. And with that, both Robinson and Miller are solid starters. Agree with you there. Cowboys, Zeke's been coming on as well, so I do like him and Dak. I like Witten, and I really like Gallup, but keep an eye on the injury list for Amari Cooper. Uh, 
Turning to Sunday's games, Panthers at Falcons. I like all the wide receivers for Atlanta, but I don't like Matt Ryan or Devonta Freeman. I especially like Russell Gage and uh, Cal Ridley. I really like Kyle, uh, Kyle Allen and DJ Moore here, and McCaffrey should rebound for that awful week that he had. And Curtis Samuel, I like him as a flex this week. Yeah, I like Kyle Allen, too, because he got sacked seven times last week against the Redskins. That, I think, is going to put the Panthers' offensive line uh, on alert. I think, uh, you know, the way they go about this game is going to be different. And I think McCaffrey, as you mentioned, is going to get back in the mix, not only rushing but receiving as well. I, again, also like D.J. Moore, and I think the Panthers' receivers are going to respond. I think Kyle Allen's going to respond. I think that, that game he had last week where against the Redskins where he himself was just dominated by a stifling pass rush, I think that's not going to be the case against the Falcons, and I think uh, that receiving core and the Panther offense will get back on track. I don't think the Falcons, even though they're at home, um, you know, are going to be uh, you know a, a stout test for the Panthers. I think uh, uh, you know Julio Jones being out is hurting them. Uh, Freeman's not really responding in the running game, and uh, it's just going to be Matt Ryan trying to throw the ball all over the place, which for four quarters I don't think is going to work out to be a victory for the Falcons. Colts Buccaneers, as much as I like Jonathan Williams, it seems the Colts are starting to go by committee at running back with Naim Haynes and Jordan Wilkins uh, pitching in, so I would lay off him here. Jack Doyle is now a solid start, as are Brissett and Pascal. Uh, Bucks defense looking better, so I'd have no issue starting them. And Jameis Winston for volume and the return of Chris Godwin here. You can uh, flex Mike Evans. Yeah, and I, you know, the Colts last week played a very solid game. Even though they lost to Tennessee, they mostly got uh, a couple of bad breaks with Jacoby uh, Brissett throwing a couple of interceptions late in the game, also getting a turnover on a fumble late in the game. But I think the Colts are going to respond this week. And even though the Buccaneers themselves played solid defensively last week, I like Jacoby Brissett because this is a month when quarterbacks assert themselves. It's December. you got four games in a row coming up that are all going to be key games, in this case, for the Colts, either making or not making the playoffs. And I think Brissett's played strong all year, and I think for that reason he's going to come out and play a solid game this week. The running game's going to get back on track, and I think the Colts are going to come out in this game with a win in Tampa. Dolphins and Jets. Look for the Jets to rebound here. I do like Le'Veon Bell and Sam Darnold this week. Some others don't. But I also like Gaiseki for Miami at tight end. Now, you can't discount what Devontae Parker did last week, so he's a definite start. While Patrick Laird, I really think, is a good start at running back with Balazs being out. The, the Dolphins, did you see the game last week <coughs> with, uh, with the Dolphins in Philly? No, I didn't. Unbelievable game. I thought the Dolphins uh, you know, played fantastic, uh, especially... Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, and then some of the they, they ran the uh, setup for a field goal, spread everybody out. The 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 holder actually ends up coming running like he's going to run the ball, flips it ahead to the to the field goal kicker who scores a touchdown on a on a, uh, on a pass catch. So I like I think the Dolphins now are opening things up, and uh, even though the Jets you know lost uh, you know in a dismal way last week to the to the Bengals and really should rebound. I like the Dolphins in this game. And I think uh, where their offense is going, I th- I like it. I like Gusecki. I think uh, Devontae Parker, who's a bigger receiver, both he and Gusecki gave them great chances in the red zone that they all capitalized on. 
And I think that's going to happen again this week against the Jets. 49ers at Saints. Well, this is a one game I'd really like to see. Lots of offense, good defense. Uh, Stark Garoppolo and Mostert and Kittle. The wideouts, I think, are flex plays this week. And all are pedestrian this week, too. Uh, for New Orleans, I would lay off the running backs. Uh, Start Breeze and the wideouts, though. Well, I, you know, I like uh, their running game. I think Mark Ingram is just, uh, you know, very tough inside runner. And, uh, uh, and, uh, Kamara? Well, actually, sorry, Kamara. Kamara, yeah. And, and the, the combination of Kamara and, um, the, who's the bigger running back they picked up, uh, this, uh, I guess he's been there. What? Oh, um, uh, Murray. Murray. Yeah. Uh, and, Murray. yeah, I think, Latavius Murray, exactly. I, I like the running game for New Orleans. And, um, you know, Breeze is always a great start. And uh, and I think, as you said, you mentioned there's two great offenses, two excellent defenses. Um, I, I, Garoppolo, I think, is going to respond again this week as well. So, yeah, I think this is going to be an excellent fantasy football game. I'm going to disagree with that on the running game. And, and, and the reason is I think the 49er defense uh, stopping the run is going to be a little bit tough for forcing Breeze to uh, to throw more, that, which is why I really like the wideouts for uh, for uh, New Orleans, but I'm, I'm not sold on the running game. Uh, Lions at Vikings, this one is interesting. The Lions are starting their third-string quarterback, uh, Blau, who looked good, actually, very good. I'm not sure he's going to start this week, but the wideouts and Bo Scarborough are solid. On the Vikings, Cousins and Rudolph solid, and you can't back off Diggs at this point, although Delvin Cook is one to watch as he left the game with a minor injury. Madison will be his backup if he can't go. Yeah, and I'm uh, as the season has gone on, even though Minnesota has used Kyle Rudolph a little bit less down the field in the red zone, he has come on strong and has become somebody that Kirk Cousins, uh, as the example last week, he threw it up and Kyle Rudolph again came down with an excellent catch in the red zone. So I like uh, that combination moving forward. Um, I think the Lions obviously played well last week against the Bears. Uh, but I think the Vikings are a little more dynamic, both offensively and defensively. Broncos at Texans, back to the Texans on a roll after a big win over the Patriots. Watson, Hopkins, Fuller, Hyde, all starts this weekend. For Denver, tough week coming up uh, for Drew Locke. I'm not high on anyone in Denver this week. Yeah, I think it was uh, fortunate that that uh, the Broncos won last week. I don't think it was because of Drew Locke that they won. It was nice that they did. But I think Cortland Sutton came up with some fantastic catches. And I think Denver's defense really won that game for them pressuring uh, and getting sacks on the timely sacks on um, Philip Rivers. So, uh, you know, I, I think uh, the Texans, I think, have started to hit their stride. Obviously, that, that was a big, huge win. I think emotional and mental uh, hurdle to get over to beat the Patriots late in the season, which they did, and I think they'll go forward and uh, you know finish out this season and, and get a win this weekend against the Denver Broncos. And I think it was a big win for Watson, especially for teams uh, in uh, fantasy football playoffs, because you start that playoff run and he was kind of iffy for a few games there. And you really, uh, you know, how can you not start him? You know, if if you have him, unless you have Lamar Jackson or somebody, you know, but uh, that's that's not likely. Uh, Ravens at Bills. Uh, Ravens will roll out. Uh, you know, uh, I think they're gonna roll again, uh, as you saw last week. Uh, he still made them pay, but Lamar Jackson wasn't as solid in the passing game as he has been in the past. Buffalo could up, uh, put a big wrinkle on the Ravens, and I, actually, I'm liking the Bills to win this one. I think Josh Allen will outshine Lamar Jackson here, although both are starts. John Brown will come back big and look for Beasley to be big again this week. Uh, Devin Singletary is found his way, but probably will take a hit against Baltimore. So I'd flex him at best. So the Ravens look for Andrews to have a second rather pedestrian game as well. 
All right. Well, hey, this is where bold predictions are made, right? <laughs> End of the season, coming <laughs> down it. the stretch. Here, you make one. The be- the Ravens look to be playing the best football of any team in the league right now, and yet the Bills obviously had a big win against the Cowboys. I like the Ravens, even though they're going to be in Buffalo. I think uh, Buffalo, um, you know, is a little more limited offensively. Um, although they do have a stout defense, but I like the Ravens because they're just so dynamic and diverse. They don't have to have a great passing game at Lamar Jackson to win. They don't have to have a great running game at Lamar Jackson to win, but they've got so many other weapons around him. They've got an excellent offensive line. Their defense is playing solid. I don't see the Ravens losing this game, and uh, I think Lamar Jackson continues in the same way he's been doing every week to find ways to win a game. Bengals at Browns. We're gonna say, well, we're gonna take a look at that one next week. I tell you, <laughs> we'll go back to that. Uh, Bengals at Browns. Browns to rebound in Ohio, but Andy Dalton will have another good game. Uh, Mayfield will falter, so I would sit him if you have another option. I do like Chubb and Hunt uh, here either, over the receivers, even though they're sharing time. Bengals. I just like the defense this weekend, Dalton, but Mixon. Yeah, he should get his points as well. How many he's gonna get? Uh, I think he's easily in double figures this week, but I don't think much more than just the start of double figures. Yeah, I. Uh, this is tough. I mean, this obviously it's the Battle of Ohio, but I, I the Browns, um, even though they've not had uh, great games most of this season, uh, it seems like they have come on at times, you know, when you least expect it. And I think this is one of those games. Bengals haven't won a game all year, and now they win one. So are they going to put another good game together and win that? I don't think so. I think the Browns are going to be able to recover. Mayfield will have a good game. I think he'll start spreading the ball back around to, to you know Landry and Odell Beckham. And I think the running game is diverse now with Chubb and Hunt. And Hunt gives them an extra dimension in the passing game they don't have without him. So I, I like the Browns in this one. All right. Redskins and Packers. Pack and the combination of Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Jones will shine again. I like Lazard here as well as all the Packer offensive players, actually. Nothing here on Washington with the exception of Adrian Peterson. This is going to be interesting, right, to see if the Packers, who looked great last week against the Giants because they got more aggressive in the passing game with their play calling, the Redskins coming off a huge win, and really because of their defense and how suffocating they were with a pass rush, are they going to be able to do that against the Packers? And I think this is exactly where Aaron Rodgers separates himself from the rest of the quarterbacks in the league in that a lot of the plays he made last week against the Giants were uh, kind of impromptu, and when the protections break down, athletically he gets away just enough and buys enough time and makes plays on the field. That is more likely to happen, in my opinion, than not. And as you mentioned, Lazard, I think the two of them are starting to find, well, Rogers is starting to find a trust in Lazard that he's going to be in the right place at the right time. He's thrown some balls to him this year that are – you know, it's 50-50 where the Lazard comes down with it. Well, he's coming down with it more than his share. So I think they're, that's another weapon that they've added. And I like the Packers in this game, too, and they're at home. Hopefully they just don't play down to the competition. You know, that happens sometimes, especially late in the season. You get those kind of um, games where things just don't happen like they should. But I agree with you. I think it's the Packers game to win. Chargers yeah, I think so. And I think uh, – sorry to jump no. in here again. But I think, the you know, this is the part of the season when – good teams assert themselves and if Aaron Rodgers is going to win another Super Bowl which is really the only reason he's playing at this stage so I think this is he's got he I think he recognizes 
that he's got enough weapons around him offensively. This is the first year in a long time he's had a great defense. So I think this is a chance the Packers are going to have to put a signature win at this time of the season on the kind of season they're having. All right. Chargers to Jaguars. Gordon Eckler will have good days. He'll rebound. Rivers will put up points, but he's going to throw picks as well. So other options are worth looking at if you have them. Keenan Allen, a definite play here. The Jags, I continue to like Fournette, and it seems like Gardner Minshew is back and he's worth a start. That also means D.D. Westbrook is worth at least a flex play. Yeah, and I like Gordon, actually. Uh, You know, he had 99 yards last week. And I think he's starting to, after sitting out all off season and through training camp, I think now he's finally starting to assert himself. Eckler is also having some, you know, good plays here, you know, where he's getting a chance to catch the ball. He's, he's getting run, uh, you know, and he's always been a good, uh, efficient running back after contact. And as you said, Keenan Allen, I think is back in the mix. And, uh, you know, the Jaguars were just pummeled last week. And, uh, you know, I, I think this is a good sign for the Chargers. They'll have to go travel across the country to uh, to play this game. But I, I, I like the Chargers in this one. Steelers and Cardinals. Steelers defense will win this one as Kyler Murray will really stumble for a second week in a row. I think they've got it going. I like Benny Stell here, and I definitely like James Washington. Keep an eye on Juju and uh, Connor on the injury wire. They could be out again. I like Hodges, but not as a fantasy play. And for the Cardinals, uh, it seems like that uh, David Johnson is back and playing again. I just don't know how effective he is. Yeah, and, I, and as I watch the Cardinals, this is the kind of time of the year where okay, they've got a rookie quarterback, they've got a rookie NFL head coach, and this is the kind of time of the year where things teams start to slow down a little bit, especially if your quarterback's a rookie. And um, even though the Cardinals are going to be playing at home, I think the Steelers now are, you know, despite some of their kind of midseason stumbles, they're back on track. They've got the right guy playing quarterback. Their defense is starting to assert itself, and I like them against the Cardinals here and the inexperience of Kyler Murray. Titans and Raiders, Derrick Henry, until the wheels fall off. Just keep running them. Also, we like A.J. <laughs> Brown, Ryan Tannehill, and on uh, the Raiders, the return of Josh Jacobs is solid, as is Waller and Carr. So I'd start those guys. Well, you've got me believing in Derrick Henry for sure, and he's obviously doing his part in that. But Ryan Tannehill, I think, has impressed me so much because he got pressured the entire game by the Colts last week and yet kept his composure, didn't try to do too much, relied on, hey, we're going to get the, if we don't get this series, we'll get it the next series. He was able to withstand uh, that turmoil and eventually came out on top. And eventually it was the Colts quarterback, Jacoby Brissett, that made the mistakes. And I think Ryan Tannehill learned a lot from that. He's going to come up against the Raiders defense that, or, well, the team that didn't have a good game last week, they're going to be looking to respond. They're at home in Oakland, and I think the Titans, this is a kind of signature game they're going to have to win to make the playoffs, and this is what I think they will win. And they, they definitely have the offensive firepower to do it as long as Tannehill makes good decisions. Chiefs and Patriots, best game of the week. I almost like everyone, especially Shady McCoy. Uh, you know, it seems everyone else, Casey, is injured at running back, so you go with it. And you might want to make sure you keep an eye on the waiver wires and the pickup wires for Kansas City. Watch the pickup wires for Kansas City because they may go out and get a running back uh, who's uh, floating around out there. And if it's like anything else in the NFL this year, uh, those guys get a chance to play right away. So the, you may want to 
you know, check that handcuff as it comes up. On the Patriots, uh, the usual suspects to sit. I do like White this week, despite not picking New England running backs very often. And, of course, Edelman is the start. Well, I like what you just said about White because he's he had a great, himself had, uh, well, rushing nearly 100 yards, pass, uh, receiving nearly 100 yards. He was phenomenal, I thought. And he's one of the better, if not the best, running back out of the backfield, catching the ball. And uh, But I think with Kansas City, um, I, I, I like the Chiefs to win this game, um, and I like them to win it big. I think the Patriots, first part of the season where they were 8-1, and 9-1, and 10-1, and one, I think that was really a product of an, an unrealistically easy schedule for That's a Super Bowl-winning team. Yeah. Now they're coming into the part of the schedule where it, they have no easy games. And I think the Chiefs uh, are going to make them pay for that. And I think, like you said, there's so many weapons the Chiefs have to choose from. Patrick Holmes now is back playing healthy and playing well. He did not have a great numbers game last week. But I think the Patriots, uh, even though defensively they've been good for most of the season, they've also been exposed sometimes against some of the better teams and better quarterbacks. That's why I think I like the Chiefs in this one. Well, you know, we were pounding that uh, from week one, two, three, four when they were playing the Jets twice. They were playing uh, Miami twice, and these teams, they, they, these these two teams, couldn't even get it, anything going. They surprisingly beat the Steelers as bad as they did. You know, so I mean, it was. It was I, I agree with it. I, you know, I agree. The most frustrated on. quarterback in the league this year is Tom Brady. Yeah. And has been all year. Better and it's for, good, it's for good reason. <laughs> well, that too, well, Bothering not playing anymore, so he's not, probably a little less frustrated. But I think of the quarterbacks who are playing, Brady's frustrated because they're not being productive. Yeah. And he's a guy that's used to being productive, but he can't even make it happen this year because they just don't have the players around him and the continuity to make it happen. Well, you know, the thing I've always said about Brady, and it's showing up this year when they're playing teams with good pass rushers. If the pass rush is decent early, in other words, you can hit Brady two or three times maybe in the first um, quarter and a half. Just hit him, bump him, do whatever. Yep. He he starts to falter. He starts to – the passes are not as timely. He gets rid of the ball faster and, mm -hmm. uh, you know, and early and too early. And it, it's it's a pattern with him, and they've made a, done a wonderful job – over the years, keeping that from happening. But when they mm -hmm. play a team with a good pass rush, uh, and whether, you know, not giving the Steelers the first game of the season when things were just not happening, uh, you know, they play uh, San Francisco and, and everybody else, that's when um, Brady starts to really falter. Yeah, I agree with you. Chris Collinsworth said it great this last game. He goes, you know, if he comes out and he's got Edelman right now, or if Edelman's, he looks at Edelman and he's not there, he can go right back to. Uh, um, James White, if he doesn't have those two guys, there's no Gronkowski. No. There's no next guy to step in. And they've lost a few receivers. Yeah. They lost Chris Hogan last year or after last season. So they've, uh, you know, they don't have the weapons they once had. It's been a revolving carousel of receivers come in, then go out, then come in, then go out. And it's just and Antonio Brown being one of them. And Antonio it's Brown just, uh, and Josh Gordon, too. Right. So I I think that the Patriots, I guess I don't want to call it luck, but their their fortuitous schedule I think helped them be in the position that they're in to have as won as many games as they have. But now they're having to start to play some of the better NFL teams, and it's showing up that 
it's going to be tough for them to get past those with victories. All right. Well, let's look at the Seahawks and the Rams. Rams coming off a strong showing in the passing game and on D. So go with Goff. Woods uh, returned finally, and I'd stick with him as well. Gurley looks like a go from week to week now, and Tyler Higby is solid at tight end. Rashad Penny looks like the go-to guy as well as Chris Carson in Seattle. Penny had 74 yards on four catches, uh, plus four catches, while Carson had 102, and they each had a rushing touchdown. Uh, Metcalf also looks solid, and Hollister seems to have secured that tight end spot. Yeah, I, I'm impressed with the Seahawks. I think maybe I'm more impressed with them even than, even than I am against, or even than I am with the Ravens. Because start to finish this season, the Seahawks have just every single game come up with play after play after play. I don't care if it's a block punt or Russell Wilson running around and throwing the ball into the end zone and players coming up with the catches. I don't care who it is, their defense coming up big. They are just one of the, my favorite teams to watch. I like them this week going down to L.A. and coming out of that game with a win against the Rams, who are themselves actually turning some things around, uh, at least in the short term. They had a good game last week, but the question still remain, can they continue that offensively throughout the season? And they're going to be playing a very strong Seahawks defense. I like the Seahawks in this one. Monday night, Giants and Eagles. Yuck on this game, but. Daniel Jones and Carson Wentz <laughs> both are worth starting, though. Miles Sanders, definite go in New York, and I'm not sold on Barkley this week. Uh, I do like Shepard and Slayton to return to form this week, and on the Eagles, uh, I'm not sure I like any wide out, that's for sure. Well, I kind of, um, I, yes, I would say the the when you say yuck on this game, it may not look pretty, but Daniel Jones impressed me last week. He looked good for the most part. Despite having three interceptions, he was battling Till the end, Carson Wentz I thought looked great this week. He also Miami. was battling, and right, but they also, but he battled and made some fantastic throws during and bought time and made some plays with his feet. Barkley even I thought had an excellent game. Uh, they didn't win, but I thought Barkley performed well as he does pretty much every week. I like Barkley. Uh, if I had him on my fantasy team, I'd be playing him this week. Um, and I do like Sterling Shepard. I think he's made, you know, he caught a touchdown pass last week and has been a solid guy in the slot every week, I think, for the Giants and will continue to be even this week against Philadelphia. The guy that's really come on, a uh, second-year wide receiver, Slayton, I think he's really come on. I'm really beginning to like him a lot. Matter of fact, I, I went out and picked him up and in, in, uh, head down the stretch into the playoffs. Uh, I, I hope that's why you're in the playoffs and you're one team. Well, I'm hoping. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. Uh, we'll find right. out next week. Uh, we'll talk about that next week. If I'm on a roll, I'll be very, very happy. If uh, I don't win my playoff game, okay. But I'll still be here, so, and so will you. All right. Well, I hope we can toast one to Slayton next week. There you that go. That would be nice. There you have it. This week's Fantasy Football Podcast. Join us each upcoming Tuesday night for a look at the upcoming NFL games. You can find us on radio.com the mobile app itunes stitcher Libsum, and wherever you get your podcast easiest way perhaps just go to our website kramerandbrill.com and the podcasts are listed on the podcast page or you can find them by clicking at the top of the home page just check it out kramerandbrill.com this podcast is property of brill productions any unauthorized use such as charging for its contents is strictly prohibited we do encourage you however to share the podcast for free for eric kramer i'm bob brill join us next time for kramer and brill a fantasy football podcast